Hello and welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry, and thanks to yesterday, I'm dead inside. Uh, but hey, uh, at least there's Edward. So, Edward, you there? Yeah, how, how do you think I feel? I was there last night. Wasting my oh. money. Again. Uh, and the funny thing is we, is, we still drew. Yeah. But it felt like a loss. Felt like a loss so badly. Oh my gosh. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, roll into uh, Good and Bad and Ugly for this Apollon match. Let's, let's go ahead and get that, you know, knocked out. Um, so, uh, for you, the good. Um, the good for me, Vlasic, Calvert-Lewin, uh, they played brilliantly. They played really, really good. Changed the game, made it a lot better for us. Okay. Uh, I... Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've got three, which is way more than we probably deserve. Mm. Uh, Vlasic, uh, Calvert-Lewin. I think if Calvert-Lewin had played longer, he would have scored. Um, and uh, I, I know I'm not sure if you're on board with this, but I, I think Sigurdsson grew into the second half, and he yeah. is uh, continuing to show signs of uh, positivity. But that, I, I think there's growth. That was him playing in the right position. You know? I actually think he he did he did really good. I do agree with you. I thought he did really well in the second half. I thought he played a lot better. So uh, so I think there, we are in agreement though. The you know the second half far surpassed the first. Mm. Um, so let's let's roll on to the bad. What do you have bad? Again, same thing. Coman being stubborn and not changing the formation to work for the team. And the fact that we need a blind look to basically get a draw. Because if you look at it, first goal was a back pass that went really bad. Second one, I think, was a bit of lucky deflecting for Sigurdsson's assist uh, to Vlasic. which was a very good goal. Um, and then just the fact that we needed to make the substitutes to change the game. That's it. It's a... It's a- Common theme. Mm. I'm starting to see a pattern here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I will, uh, I will agree with you. My, my bad for this match was Kuman. Uh, starting selection didn't work. No. Uh, it's, it's, it's that whole, you know, expecting a, a different result, doing the same thing. Uh, that's, it's just not. Not good. I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like managers that, managers that succeed grow and right now we haven't seen a whole lot of growth the only growth we see is like he has to literally be in a, in a really bad place mm. he has to put us in a really bad place before he's like okay let me try these other options just because you know why not and that's what works um and i don't think that's gonna really change that much anytime soon mm. uh sadly um, i will say i think i thought sigurdsson's assist was Really nice, but you were right. The deflection building up to the assist, that was a little bit lucky. Blind luck, really. Yeah. Um, so, ugly. Yeah. Coman. Oh, you're back up? You're coming again? <laughs> yeah. See, he, he was See, just I, the I, worst one on the night. 
You can say all you want. See, a lot of people are still saying, yeah, but they're still gelling into the into the team. and They've had about three months to gel together. That excuse is really starting to get on my nerves, and it's starting to run out. Yeah. And he needs he needs to realise he's running out of games and he's run, running out of excuses. He's just running out of time to be able to try all these different things. I mean, we won against Burnley and Sunderland, but that was again through the Burnley uh, the Bournemouth. Sorry, not Burnley. Uh, Bournemouth was basically lucky at the fact that we managed to get back into it because of Niasi. But we don't have Niasi for Europe. We need to. He needs to realise that what his system, his system doesn't work. Okay, it's not his fault that we lost Lukaku and didn't replace him in the respect that we didn't go straight for someone else. You know, it's the board not bringing in the money. But in all that time, maybe he should have realised I need to try a different style, a different approach. Because the way we're doing it at the minute, we need a strong target man. We need a lot of pace, something which we do not have for either. It was obvious. I mean, right now, I'd, I'd say he does make adjustments mid-game. And those adjustments usually help the team. Mm. You know, they do, they usually, you know, result in the team being picked up, some sort of spark. It's usually the right move, you know. Mm. Uh, but, but the problem is, like you said, why do we have to get in that kind of position for him to do that? You know, um, I, I don't know. I... It's been frustrating to watch. I, I will agree. Uh, so, um, do you have any more ugly? Um, not really, no. All right, I have a couple. Go on, then. Number one, I know he's a veteran. And I know he's one of our only healthy center backs. But William's mistake oh, good God. on that first goal. I completely forgot about Williams, yeah. Oh, he needs to be out of the team. And 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 to be fair, that's uh, there are there are things he does during a game that are very positive. I don't want to sit there and, and I I always he- hesitate to pile on the way everybody has. I always always find one scapegoat and just pile on them. Mm. But Williams deserves a little flack for that goal. He really does, you know. Um, and I can't, I can't sugarcoat that. I'm usually a positive guy, but there's really very little I can say um, on that. Um, and number two, my other ugly, the red card offense was deserving. I thought the guy deserved the red card because he came in and stomped on Calvert-Lewin. That's, that's not... Not and, nice. And, it, and he actually went over and was like trying to make sure he's okay. Um you always wonder in a situation like that, was it intentional or what? But the problem is it was reckless, and that's the most important thing. Yeah. That's what people lose in these kind of red card offenses. It was reckless. When so many people were talking about, uh, was it Sané's red? Yeah, Mane, Mane's, yeah. Mane, oh, so the Mane. whole thing, say, the whole thing. Sané, that's ridiculous. <laughs> the whole thing, I think, um, anything is a red card. I think by official books, it's anything that is deemed as foul or dangerous play, so it's going to purposely damage a person and their health that's when yeah. it's a red like with the thing no matter if it, you say it's intentional or not if players still do it it's still a red it's still dangerous play yeah. they shouldn't be doing it in the first place anyway yeah how can you gauge intention 
You go over to the player and say, so, buddy, did you mean to do that? <laughs> be really awkward if they say, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, if they say, oh, uh, yeah, and they get a red card, they're like, you know what, I really deserve that red card. No. <laughs> I mean, uh, you, you can't gauge intention like that. It's, it's really impossible. So I agree, you have, to, you have to gauge it another way. I guarantee you, Mane, if you went up to him, and said, you know, hey, how'd that happen? He said, I was trying to score a goal. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He's not an idiot. He doesn't come across as an idiot in interviews. Player. Yeah, he's, he's really good. And so he, he made a it's, a, it's reckless, though. Mm. It's reckless. You're endangering the health of another player. And this guy yesterday, he did that. You know, so yeah, I didn't even see it the first time. I thought, he was, I thought the red card was given to the guy who had come up behind him and kind of bumped him. Mm. Because uh, it looked like Calvert Lewin was holding his head, but no, no, that's yeah. Clearly, after that, after he's on the ground, dude just came in and just, ah, yeah, just yeah. That was pretty bad. I was surprised at the red, but then when I saw the replay, I was like, oh yeah, that should have been. Mm. And it's funny, the collective sigh of relief that we all breathed when that red card happened. It was like, ah, we got a one goal lead. We got against ten not, men. Not, We're not gonna lose this now. You know what I mean? Not much time left. That game. And tell me, tell me if you're with me on this. It, it's okay. if you disagree, just let me know. But I, I couldn't help but think of. I, it's the only thing I could think about. That game was like being whisked away in a time machine. Right. To any number of matches managed by Roberto Martinez. Do you remember how many games? We had a lead or we were tied late. We're talking like extra time. You know, right at the very end, things look great. And for some reason, the whole team just clinches up their butt cheeks and the other team, the other team finds a way mm. to squeeze one in. And I can't say anything like, like about how lucky their goal was. Their, their goal, their late goal, their second one, it's a really good flick of the keeper. Mm. And I thought it was an own goal at first. When I first saw it, I thought Holgate had flicked it in. I, I was even angrier. And then when I saw that the guy had literally just gotten slightly over Holgate to flick it over Pickford, I can't. I don't know who to blame. You know what I Clarkson. mean? Clarkson. He's the one that committed the foul <laughs> stupidly. In fact, he didn't really yeah. have that good of a game. To be honest, he really didn't. Well, I thought Clausen played one of his stronger games, and, and I, I also really like to see. Like, when the guy jumped on top of DCL, I like Clausen going over to him and giving him flack and giving him crap. You know, I love that. Mm. I, li- I like seeing a little snide out of a new player, you know, being protective. Mm. That's awesome. He, I thought Clausen played better than he had before. Still, I would have rather kept Davies in. Yeah. I, I actually thought but. Davies had one of his worst games. I agree with that, too. And, but the thing is, that should tell you a little bit about how Clausen's been playing. Yeah. I would still rather... I, don't know. I think eventually Clausen's going to get there. We're going to have a, a player very similar to Davies. Oh, yeah. It's just he's not sort of with the physicality that's needed at the yeah. minute. It'll get there. I'm not one of those who just, you know, Instantly piles sprays on. him up all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's, I, I get why people are frustrated because he really never holds the ball and moves the ball up the field. He doesn't, he, he's immediately one or two touch. And it's something silky and skillful about the way he does it. But he, he never just takes the ball and moves forward. And a big problem with that is maybe pace. I think he's worried about being caught. Yeah. Couldn't understand so, what I mean. It, but, yeah. 
It's a it's the kind of thing that Barkley did really well. He would grab the ball from deep, and instead of immediately one touching it to somebody, he would turn and just bump, you know, just, straight just, away, yeah, uh, all the way down the field. He get all the way to box, um, and we just don't have a lot of that right now. Nope. Um, anyway, familiar feeling. I I'm really excited for the time when people start putting on Twitter Everton that, and it's act, and it's an actually like a positive thing. Yeah. I'm really excited for, the, for that day. It, sadly, it's not today. So, um, do you have anything else you want to say about the Apollon? Nope. Yeah. To be honest, let's let's, that's... let's leave it behind. Let's leave it behind. Uh, All right. So let's do the news. Uh, let's start with something uh, that happened uh, last night, I believe. Edward, do you want to? a little intro into this? Yeah, it's nothing to do with Everton, but if you haven't heard already, Sergio Aguero was involved in a car crash in Amsterdam, and obviously it's not his fault, we don't, no football fan wants that to happen, and he has actually come away with a fractured rib, or a cracked rib, something like that, and he's going to be out for a couple of months, so everyone at Toffee Blues wishes Aguero all the best, and hopefully you can recover soon, mate. Definitely. So, get well soon, Aguero. Okay? Um, so, we move past the more serious stuff into uh, a little bit more... I don't know if this is nonsense or not. we gotta, we got to figure this out. Uh, Kuman has said the problem with Everton is that they are too scared to play forward. Mm. So, is this a remnant of the Martinez era, or is this... Uh, a result of him selecting a team without pace? I don't know, to be honest. I think it. I think it's both. It could be both. Um, him, it is his fault for team selection, not having the pace in. Sandro was great. He had a lot of pace. It was something we needed. Him and Calvert-Lewin, though, and Vlasic should have been together bit more pace in the forward line because the system he wants to play he needs a big target man could be Calvert-Lewin but he still needs the pace with him and saying the two are afraid to play football they're probably too afraid because they're trying to conserve the energy like you say they've not got the pace so they need to have the energy all game I agree I think it's both I do um, however I will say that was a very familiar that first half was that first half was very familiar. Ugh. All right, we mentioned it. We mentioned it earlier in a in a different video, but yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, I, I so I think I think has got to shoulder some of that. I can't just blame the players. No, you know. Um, all right. So next, uh, after the game, actually no, it was during the game. Neville Southall tweeted after the Vlasic goal. Yeah. Uh, Great fin- great finish. Amazing what happens when you sprint. Yeah. So, so uh, my question is, is Everton lazy? Well, it's like I was saying, um, they're just trying to conserve energy. Because they've got the last two halves. And, okay, I won't blame it all on the manager. Because we are being dealt very harshly, fixture-wise, and all that. Because we've literally played one game the Wednesday, one game the Saturday... One game Thursday, and now we're going to be playing one game on the Sunday as well. So maybe that's something to do with it. 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think the word lazy is is probably not accurate. I can't say that. I think when I watch them play, even when they're losing, I do think they're playing hard. I do think they're trying. I can't I can't say that. Now, do I see that reckless abandon the way I saw Flossage? Mm-hmm. You know, using I mean Vlasich looked like no one was going to stop him. Vlasic every single time. Yeah. You know, and, and that's that's the thing. You see, whenever he's around the ball, he's probably going to win it. You feel it. Yeah. You watch him because he's pu- he's putting in the effort. He's pu- he's going all out. And I don't know if you always see that. So, so I I don't know. It could be a, a case of people being afraid to make mistakes. Mm. Uh, because Kuman tends to not really be. Mr. Relationship with his players, you know, so maybe they're so scared to death to to risk doing it wrong. And maybe that's a big part of it. Yeah. Mm. You know, they don't, I mean, if they risk and they go against what Kuman was drilling them in practice, you know, they're so focused on trying to do things right that they don't take a risk to do anything spectacular. So, I don't know. All right. There's no, there's, uh, the, I remember there was a quote on this uh, Nike football ad, which was quite good. Uh, there is no greater danger than playing it safe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really, really truthful with that. I believe uh, Ronaldo said that in... Uh, not not Cristiano, the original, the better Ronaldo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, I, I think... It reminds me, it, again, it does remind me of later Martinez where people just weren't taking any risks. No. No one was trying to take, no one was trying to take anyone on. It was very much, you receive the ball and you're so scared that someone's going to be right around the corner that you don't turn. You play it backward. You, I mean, you really, that's one of the things they usually teach you is play the way you're facing so you don't turn into trouble. Uh, that's true. Um, and I will say, when I watched Sandro cut into the right several times yesterday and, and get, get ripped to the ball every time. It was frustrating to watch, to lose possession mm-hmm. like that. Um, however, we're talking about a player that's trying to get a shot. He's trying to, he wants to unleash that right foot. At least he's so, trying to shoot. At least he's doing yeah, see, that's that's what I something mean. different. At least we're trying to yeah. shoot and take opportunities now. So that's an improvement, but putting them in the right yeah. position. Yeah. Anyway, so as usual, as as with a lot of these discussion topics, there is no right answer. No, but we're we're chipping away at it. Uh, so the last thing, <laughs> this is another this is another maybe I don't know how you're going to feel about this, but Ireland have called up James McCarthy to their provisional squad because he's because he's healthy-ish now, uh, but he hasn't played a game all season. All right, Kuman has talked about how he's gonna, probably going to McCarthy's going to play some under twenty three games mm. to try to build up his fitness, but Ireland have called him up. How much do we care right now? How much should we care? Because he's to us and Kuman, he's so far from getting a game. He's still he's still a good player though. He's still good, and he can he likes doing that sort of like pressure, winning the ball, get it forward. He is one of those players, so. Mm-hmm. If he came back into the side, he's a different option to Schneiderlin and Gay. Gay, though, I thought, he is. I think, is still good. Schneiderlin needs to sort of like take a break. I think uh, Besic, when he came, was he, he was on, he was okay. So, but McCarthy coming in could alter and bring something different to the table. 
We don't know. I think uh, I still think he's a good player. I think he's a quality player. <sighs> With McCarthy, it usually works where he's hurt. He comes back for one game and plays well. Mm. And then he gets hurt in training again, and he's out for another month or two. Um, one of the things about these, I mean, somebody like Gareth Barry, consistency. You know, how consistent has Gareth Barry been? Oh, he's, by the way, congratulations uh, on holding the all-time Premier League record appearance. Yeah. Yeah, we should have we should have done that earlier. Congrats. Congrats. <laughs> Yay. I wish he would have done it with us, but, you know. Eh. I'm kind uh, of glad he was out of the game. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. So, but that's, but that's the thing. It would have been, I don't know, uh, moments like when when we need to put Schneiderlin on the bench, we need to let Gay take a breather. McCarthy would be valuable, mm. um, and sometimes Besic isn't having his best game. Um, I think I think when he comes back, Kuman is gonna play him. Um, that's because if he's he not does. Off I think for another I, long amount of time, thanks to Ireland. Yeah. Well, I, I think Kuman likes McCarthy the way he plays. I yeah, think he's, he's in seen his puns. him play. You can tell. He's in yeah, his puns. He's seen him do. He's seen him do good work, but usually it has to do with McCarthy wanting to leave, or McCarthy being injured, or some kind of rift over you know Ireland national squad. So, um, I think I think we're all in agreement. If he was healthy, it'd be great to have him. Yeah, definitely. it's just when is that going to happen? happen? So. Yeah. All right. So, that's the news. I don't know what that was. See, that that seems more like a little news, like, wow, you know, one of those graphics that hit the news. Mine was kind of some weird thing. Alarm bell thing. Yeah. I'll work on it. I'll get something better. I'll practice in front of the mirror. All right. So, let's move on to the post which is what we call it now. Yeah. Uh, so followers and viewers and people out there have sent in discussion topics and questions for us, and we will read them and answer and discuss them. Uh, so we're going to start off with a familiar name, the man, with three first ma- <laughs> the man with three first names. That's right. We're talking about Douglas Elliott Matthew. Uh, he contributed last... He contributed earlier. He's contributing again. I like this. It's a good. It's a good thing. Yeah, heart with hand. Uh, so, his question is: If we sat Kuman, who would you bring in to replace him? So that is a very good question. I was actually talking about that earlier today. For me, I think West Ham are being linked with these two. So I think personally, if we went in for them, we'd have a lot more sort of like chance of them coming to us they are Thomas Tuchel who came from Dortmund uh, currently out of a job at the minute he did leave and Carlo Ancelotti Mm. see I think Ancelotti would be brilliant for us he's got the experience but he's also got the winning mentality but he knows how the, the Premier League works he knows how to play the team and I think with our kind of team he could do some real good with it I think those are both great managers. Those are great mm-hmm. managers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a a less sexy option, okay. A less European option, okay. 
I want to give Unsworth a chance. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. I'd say Unsworth definitely deserves a, a go. You know? I, I just want to... You know what? And to start, because it's not the sexy choice, because it's in-house, everybody always wants to get someone from afar, and a lot of times that's a good option, because you mentioned two, like, really quality managers. Um, the fact is, look at the amazing work he's done with the U23s, and he totally gets Everton. He understands it. He is, I don't know, the, the one game he managed after Martinez left, I mean, how, you know, we look good. And he's not afraid to play some of these younger players because he's worked with them a lot. He trusts them. Mm. And that's the thing with Kuman is he, these, these younger players have to earn his trust. Um, so I would go with him and I would start off by calling him caretaker, caretaker manager, just so the fans are, are, are you know, not... Super, like, oh, I wanted somebody, you know, amazing who won Champions League, you know. Just so they realize, like, hey, let's give him time to kind of see how he does. Mm. You know? I I think we could have a really good year with him. Um, and it would and there'd be, it'd be a seamless transition, mm. I think. Um, but uh, I don't know if it's likely yet. I think eventually he will be Everton manager. I just don't know if they'll give it to him yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and, and and to be fair, I, I still think that Kuman's going to last the season. I don't think he's going to get sacked this season. I, I actually think he's going to turn things around a bit. It's just taking him a while. Like I said, his second half of seasons is usually better than his first. So, we'll um, see. Yeah. Uh, so, let's move. Jason F. Bland. I have no idea what the F stands for. But Jason F. Bland stands for... Yeah, well, Yeah, no idea. So, Jason F. Bland says, Stop playing Rooney. I bet we'd play better without him. What do you think, Edward? He's got a point. Bournemouth game, we played a lot better. And I think if we didn't sub Rooney off, we would have lost. Sounds harsh, but... I actually thought he played... He was one of our best players last night. I thought he was really good, but he's just not up for it. He, he's up for it. He's just, his body's not up for it, in a sense. I'm on the fence about this, all right? Because when we brought in, when we made those subs yesterday, we took out Gay and brought in Vlasic, all right, who made a huge difference. Brought in Calvert-Lewin as well. Rooney stayed out there. Because I was thinking he was going to sub Rooney and keep Sandro in and have Sandro and Calvert-Lewin all play together. Anyway, when, when he brought in those players, we looked good. Mm. We looked good and we looked like we are going to score. And Rooney was in. All right? Um, however, do I think we would do, do well to have a little bit more pace in the squad if Rooney wasn't in? Yeah. I think there's certain games where Rooney in the squad works and there's certain games where, you know... Maybe we need a Nias, you know, maybe we're going to need to play Sandro and Calvert-Lewin together. Eventually, Sandro's going to get up to speed, no doubt in my mind. All right, so we're going to have more depth. So Rooney's just going to need to rest some. He's, I mean, he's not, he's not 16 anymore, you know, so he's going to need some rest. Let's just, you know, rotate him some and not have it not tell him hey it's about form we're struggling with you in tell him it's it's tactical because mm. yeah, it is tactical sometimes we're going to need 
you know, Neos type of, you know, better players. <laughs> Again, you know, with Rooney's brain and his control and his passing, he gives us something that Neos doesn't because Neos doesn't have those things really, but Neos has something that Rooney doesn't have. So it's just like, it's just pieces. When do you need those pieces? Mm. You know? Um, all right. Next question comes from Reese SMC. Okay? R-H-Y-S-S-M-C. Reese SMC. Again, I don't know what all those stand for. Um, you know, and I'm really not clever enough to come up with a bunch of words on the fly. Uh, so, Reese SMC asks, should we play Calvert-Lewin instead of Sandro? I think we should. No. That's what Reese says. What do you say? No. When Sandro and Vlasic and Calvert-Lewin all played together in the Sunderland game, they were brilliant. So, I think Sandro does need to play. I think he's good. I think he's, gr- I think he's a really good talent. I think at the minute, maybe don't play him as much because he's not used to the league. Mm-hmm. Maybe give him a couple of games in the under-23s sort of like, so that he can sort of climatise himself. Um, but okay. I think I personally don't see him as a striker. I see him as more as a winger. Who, Sandro? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's got Koeman that quality. Sees him more as a winger. Yeah, I think I think Kuman's like you sees him as a winger. I don't know. I see him as the best way we can use him is as a second striker. Yeah, you know, uh, playing off playing off that other striker. I feel like that's that's where we're going to see the best of him. He needs to be in a position to be able to take quick shots. You know, he has such a strong leg. Both his left and his right are strong. He's just so many times he gets the ball and he's so far away from the box, he's not in a position to score. No. Um, he's having to drop so far back. Um, but I agree, Calvert-Lewin, I think if it's a choice, if it's a situation where Reese, the situation that Reese uh, poses here, Calvert-Lewin or Sandro, Calvert-Lewin. I would play Calvert-Lewin yeah, right now definitely. because he's more acclimatized to the league. Uh, but again, it, it, I'm, I'm big on situational substitutions, you know? Uh, if it's a, a, a European match, I thought starting Sandro was a good idea last night because Calvert-Lewin had played most of the other game, and he's probably going to play against Burnley. Yeah. So make sure he, he's still young. He Kuman likes to say he likes to protect the young players, and I agree that's a good idea. You know, so rotating is good. Uh, but, yeah, I think we both agree. If it's an either-or thing right now, Calvert-Lewin, right? Definitely. Yeah. All right, so... Everton dot fan, and there's no name attached, so I'm gonna call Everton dot fan. I'm gonna say that this is Steve. Steve. Okay. Steve. Steve. Everton dot fan. If that's not your name, sorry. I apologize. And if it is your name, if it is your name, then I am clairvoyant, and that's amazing. So, the Everton dot fan Steve says, try to te- try to talk about the atmosphere in Goodison. Booing them doesn't help. We need to be singing for 90 minutes and getting behind them, okay? This is a contentious point because I feel like half of people agree with this and half of people disagree. What do you think, Edward, as someone who goes the game frequently? See, I personally think you have to boo. You have to boo players when they're not playing well because then that sort of gets them thinking... 
oh gosh, we're doing badly, we need to improve this, otherwise the crowd are not going to get behind us. I can understand why, why he said it, because it makes sense. It gives them the extra motivation if the crowd's behind them all the time, but yesterday the crowd were behind the team so many times, but yet they weren't doing anything, so... Are you going to tell a load of fans that have been singing their name a couple of times, try and get them motivated, when they start booing them, they're wrong to do that? You know, it, are they wrong to boo them when... Because, I mean, it's, it's it, they're disagreeing with how they're playing. That's how they're going to have to say it. They can't say anything else, because they're not going to get heard otherwise. Booing is the only way that sort of communicates from everyone, saying, you're playing bad, please improve. That's how I see it. I agree to a certain extent. I, I think both the the team, managers, all all of that, and the and the people in the stands, everybody has a mutual responsibility. Okay? They work together. Alright? If the team has a new manager, new system, and all that stuff, there's 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 a mutual responsibility there because the Fans have to show some enthusiasm to try to give to try to give the team some hope. I think that needs to happen. Additionally, though, the team has is is, is responsible to put in maximum effort to get the people off their feet, you know, on their feet, to get them singing, mm. you know. And and so right now, uh, you know, as a as a as a person who watches things on TV, all right. Correct me if I'm wrong here, because you probably will. But uh, it seems to me like Goodison is kind of a quiet place these days. It comes across quiet. And there's not, uh, there's not a whole lot of enthusiasm to begin the games. Usually if we score or if we have some seriously good play, then we get into it. It's kind of a prove-it-to-me kind of an attitude. Yeah. So there's that, and then there's the team who sometimes doesn't look very inspired and they have the you know a lineup that also isn't giving anybody confidence so it's right now it seems like it's both mm. you know i agree some I, I i've never booed anything in my life just because i think it's a ridiculous noise you know it just makes it, when you boo you just sound ridiculous it just sounds you know but I agree with the principle of it. I think people have paid their money. When they pay their money and they, they drop a big portion of their paycheck to be, to, to be a season ticket holder, they've earned the right to boo. I think that's so, fair. That's fair. So, Everton.fan, we agree with what you're saying. Sort of. Yeah. Okay. I'd go with that. And I per- and I personally will would never. I'm not a boo guy. You know, I would agree with you. But I think if we're talking about everyone, it's just a broader picture. All right. So next, JP Mechelini. I don't. I don't know. It's again. I'm butchering. JP JP Mechelini. Mechelini. Yeah. I thought it sounded right. Anyway, here's a simpler way to say this person's name, a.k.a. Maka. Okay? Yeah. That's simpler. 
Maka asks, why won't Kuman play Holgate and Keane? I think this is a quick answer. Okay? Yeah. You want to start or you want me to? You can start. All right. Right now, there's an obvious reason. Because Keane is injured. Obvious reason. However, bigger picture. Why hasn't he started? It's because Kuman likes experience. Kuman, if he's got... Jags, and if he's got Williams, he starts those players. And for some reason, he when they make mistakes, he only shifts them out for each other. Yeah. He never, he doesn't think Holgate is ready to play center back. And the only reason he's doing it right now is out of necessity. I think, to be honest as well, I think that's really only his second or third game as center back in a two-man partnership for Everton. So he's got to get experience. So I can understand why Holgate's not being played with Keane at the same time. Because really the only experience they've got together is Holgate as right back. So that's probably one of the reasons why, obviously, you've said Keane is injured. But I think you've got, mate, you've got to give it until probably January-ish, Maka. I think give it until January, and I think Keane and Holgate will probably be playing together. I hope. I mean, you, like I said before, I'm a situational guy. So I think quicker teams with more pace up front that don't have a big target man to kind of to, to finish finish dead balls, you know, we play Holgate against those quicker teams because he's faster. Mm. You know, I, I just I, I think that's where you play him. I think you, you, you do it situationally. Make him part of the rotation. Don't just play him when he's your only option because that – drains his confidence you know i i don't know i would like to see it i've been asking for it all season but i also don't think he's ready to play game in game out at that position he's not no. it's a tougher position to play than right back it just is um all right last question dave win win right now ha <laughs> not spelled the same as win uh W-Y-N-N-E. Dave Wynn asks, where do you reckon Kuman will go on holiday next week? Straight out of England. Straight out of England, so... Yeah. Anywhere else, anywhere outside of the UK, he'll go as far as away as possible. Anything... Maybe Netherlands. Maybe he'll go back to the Netherlands. He'll get his confidence again there. Would make sense. Anything to escape the situation and kind of get away from the bad vibes. Yeah. Uh, I, I am going to say a very North Carolina, Carolina's response. I'm going to say where everybody around here goes on vacation, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. He's going to fly across the Atlantic and he's going to go to Myrtle Beach. Is that you hoping? And he, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, why not? Why not go to Myrtle Beach? You know, the pavilion's not really there anymore, but, you know, if it were, you could ride the rides. He could play some golf. Uh, he might see me there, you know? Mr. Coburn. We could go for a, <laughs> we could go for a jog together, you know? Uh, so, yeah, you're saying the Netherlands. I'm saying Myrtle Beach. Let's do that, all right? Fair enough. So, that is the post. We've already done the news. Thanks to everyone for your questions. We think you're stupendous. If any of you ever find yourself in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, I'll buy you a pint. Or if they're legally a allowed. 12 ounce, yes, 
Well, actually, here they don't pour beer in pints. They they pour twelve ounce beers because Americans never pour pints, and it's ruining our country. Sunday, Edward Everton play Burnley. Indeed, they do. Hmm. Yeah. Um. So, uh, do you have any gut reaction about how that's gonna how how you're feeling about that right now? We play the same formation we have been for the past couple of weeks. With three number tens, we will draw or lose. If we play something different, Understood. we play Vlasic, we play Sandro, we play Calvert and the three of them together, as well as Niasi. So a bit of a four-four-two going on. We'll we'll win comfortably. That's my opinion, anyway. Okay. Because I think that's going to be the best approach right. for a team that's going to be sitting back all the time. Right on. Uh, so uh, let's. I'll give you a little. I, I, I got a little blurb here about Burnley. I'll rattle off uh, what we should expect from them. Uh, they're currently two, three, and one in the in the Prem this season. Mm. They're sitting in like eighth or ninth. I think it's ninth on goal differential, but they easily could be an eighth. Uh, they beat Chelsea and Palace. They drew Spurs, Liverpool, and Huddersfield, and their only loss was at West Brom. Mm. Uh, they have played a, a tough schedule. And uh, they're still doing fine. They're riding a lot of confidence right now. And, and since we're not, this is a, a really crap time to play them. Um, uh, I think, you know, if you'd like to, if you want to hear, this is for the audience, if you want to hear more in-depth analysis of Burnley's squad this year, check out uh, Toffee Blue Opposition View, where, uh, where I've had a chat with Tyrone Marshall. He's the Burnley FC reporter for the Lancashire Telegraph. Uh, Honestly learned a lot about Burnley talking to Tyrone. And one of the, some of the things he told me was uh, Dangerman for this, for this game. I think we need to look out for uh, Wood, mm. and, uh, who will probably start, and uh, Vokes who, uh, when he comes in. Uh, and DeFore and Cork are also pretty strong right now. Yeah. All right? Um, uh, injuries-wise for Everton, I think we're looking at uh, Jags and Keane, possibly. Um, not good. Not good. I know earlier uh, earlier Kuman said they're going to have a fitness test, and he said he's hoping for for good news on Saturday. Um, so let's let's hope it'd be great to to have either one of them, you know, and it'd be really cool for Keane to play against his former team. Um, I think that'd be a be a nice thing for him. Uh, so right now, Kuman's squad. Get your get your brain inside of Kuman's brain. Do a mind meld, if you're into Star Trek. Uh, what what is Kuman gonna do, squad wise? Maybe formation wise. Uh, but okay, he's gonna do. Um, what's he gonna do? He's gonna go three. Oh, if he's smart. See, I think he's gonna stay with the same goalkeeper, same back four. That's obvious. Um, I personally hope he'll go Gay, Davies, and Sigurdsson in front of them. And then the wingers, or, no, actually, what I want, what I want, so, same back four, same goalkeeper, that's fine. Uh, obviously, don't want Williams, but we'll leave that. Uh, then four, four in front of them. Left mid, either Vlasic or Sandro. And then right mid, either Vlasic or Sandro. So both of those on the wings. Centre mids, 
Davies, I want to have another go. Or Sigurdsson. Davies or Sigurdsson. Gay or Schneiderlin, not both. And then up front, Cavalier and Niasi. Make your pick between Davies or Sigurdsson. Sigurdsson. Okay, and make your pick between uh, uh, Nias or uh, Calvert-Lewin. I oh, know it's both of them up front, and then Schneid Schneiderlin or Gay. So it's Gay, oh, Gay and Sigurdsson. Okay, gotcha. Okay, there you go. Uh, I'm thinking a lot of similar things, just not the exact same thing. I'm thinking, uh, like you said, Pickford, but I, but I actually think he's going to start Martina. Um, just because if Martina plays the way he gets, did against Man United, he'll be fine. If he plays the way he did in, in any other game, then it may not be good. But I think he's going to start Martina. I think he's going to, you know, Holgate and Williams, obviously, and Baines. Uh, I think Schneiderlin is going to get another start. But I, I also think that Kuman saw something by putting in Vlasic for Gay. Uh, Kuman said he subbed Gay out because he was one of those people who was having trouble on the ball. And he also said that Vlasic gave a huge spark and he played. He, he calls us to play football. Uh, so I think he's going to start Vlasic. Mm. Okay, I don't think he's going to roll with the two deep, you know, deep lying mids again. Uh, so, Schneiderlin, Vlasic, and I think uh, Davies will be in there. And I think Sigurdsson, I think Rooney, and Calvert-Lewin. Do I want Rooney to start? No, but I, this is what I think Kuman's going to do. All right? Mm. I think Rooney could do with a bit of a rest. But I also saw in the second half how we played. That second half where we had a flurry of, of chances, Rooney was in the game. So, I think he's still going to go with Rooney. I just think he's going to. So, Pickford, Martina, Holgate, Williams, Baines, Schneiderlin, Vlasic, Sigurdsson, Davies, Rooney, Calvert-Lewin. There. So, for you, you kind of gave us a, a preview of your, of your predictions earlier. Mm. Narrow it down to one body part, either your brain or your heart. Ah. <laughs> uh. Heart. What's the score? Three one. Three one. Who scores? Niasi Hattrick. <laughs> I'm gonna go for it. Niasi Hattrick. He scored one in the League Cup, scored two in the Premier League, so why not three and a hat yeah. have a hat trick? That'd Just so awesome. then he can get in team of the week and then I can get him on FIFA. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm actually thinking it's going to be a one-one draw, and I think Calvert Lewin is due. He's had plenty of chances lately. hasn't done a tremendous amount of scoring. Uh, he hasn't finished the ones that I think he's going to get one this time. Uh, I think Nias will play. I think he'll come in the second half. I I think that Kuman sees him as energy off the bench. Mm. I think because and I, I I might agree with him. Just the idea of starting Nias from an even playing field in terms of everybody is is uh, fresh to start the game. When he puts Nias in this in the second half, he's got fresh legs and he's energy and he's he's pace and he's 
he's got more to burn than the other in the opposition. Yeah, you know, makes sense. So, makes sense. So, so, uh, so yeah, you're saying three one Nias hat trick. I'm saying one one draw. Calvert Lewin goal. Uh, I'm being more negative than usual because uh, I don't know. I think because Burnley's riding some confidence and we need to gain some. Mm. So uh, you're not going to see me doing that often. I'm normally like Blues win, but it. I don't know. I'm. We'll see. We'll I, see. I've got belief. I've got belief in the team, but I also know we're playing against a team that's playing well, and they're not even playing the same style that they played last year. Mm. You know, Burnley is. Burnley's playing a lot more football this year. You know, they're trying to possess the ball more. You know, they're trying to play defeat more. That's what uh, Tyrone was saying. So, I don't know. I think it's – Burnley's a little bit of a different team this season, and they've been playing really well away. Mm. So, are, we okay? are you okay? Yeah, yeah, just uh, swatting, <laughs> swatting a fly. <laughs> All right. So, so that's why people dab. Uh, <laughs> All right, so – that is that is the end. We have come to the end. We have covered everything. Uh, so now that we have finished, if you're if you're liking this thing we do, please subscribe, like, leave comments. It is our lifeblood. All right, Edward, do you want to plug your channel? Uh, yeah. Obviously, if you enjoy FIFA content, if you enjoy stuff with Everton, if you enjoy match day vlogs, come check out my channel, Jamie James. It's a bit of fun. FIFA 18 has just come out today as we are recording this, so I'm going to be doing a lot of FIFA 18 content. Plus, I'm planning to do a Road to Glory in which I've got a couple of options for players who I think I might choose. You're the ones that are going to be choosing them. But we'll see. So yeah, come check it out if you do enjoy that kind of thing. And yeah, thanks for watching. Awesome. Yeah, uh, so uh, i got more stuff, more things to talk about. Social media for the Toffee Blues. Check out, check out the Toffee Blues on Twitter. All right, they're there. Big following. All right, Twitter. check them out on Facebook. Another big, another big following. Instagram and Plutal, which doesn't exist, but it damn well should. All right. So they also have a website that churns out blogs galore. Lots of content. It's good stuff. Uh, just do it. So that's been our show. We're going to start. So, let me do that again. So, that's been our show. We're going to stop recording now. We're out. Adios.